And welcome to GameSpot After Dark, episode 157, probably. <laughs> I'm your host, Tom Hussain, and I am joined by John Luxepke. Hi. I was waiting for you to sit down. Sorry, you uh, were muted for a sec. It didn't, it didn't trigger I was. Me. I was muted? Um, Hell yeah. That's, that's just go. a video. It's only for video people. It's the <laughs> Take that, video line. people. Everything's good. <laughs> It's a new well, setup. I had to rewire the studio to make this happen. <laughs> we appreciate it. And then on the last minute, multiple of us were like, we're not coming in. We're not coming in. <laughs> Look, if my cat's going to shit everywhere, I would rather do it while I'm home, you know? Yeah. Just bring him in here. Just shit all over the studio. Shit all the studio. Yeah, maybe maybe if, if your cat shat enough on the table, they'd have to get rid of it. Yes. Oh, that's a great idea. There you go. Great idea. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's yeah. a great idea. We're also joined, <laughs> we can, we can. <laughs> we're also joined by Jake Decker. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah, we got to get some cat shit on this table. Let's get it the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> and Lucy James. Uh, apparently purveyor of cat shit at the moment. Hi. <laughs> exactly. And we've got a special guest, Gerard Khalil, a.k.a. The Completionist. Hello. Hey. So I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm stoked to talk to you guys. It's so cool because uh, I didn't know you guys a few months ago, and now I feel like I know all of you so well. It's so exciting to be here. So thanks for having yeah. me. It is kind of weird. Like, we've rapidly all become, like, super, super close friends over the course of, what, like, three months? We hung out together mm-hmm. yeah, and, like, spent a lot of time together. It's like the opposite of what's... together. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, good you, curry. You don't... You don't uh... You don't forget a moment like that. Yeah, you never yeah. forget. <laughs> Just watching you never forget your curry with enemies. Watching Jake Valdino almost cry <laughs> for a Coco Ichibanya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my this is my first time meeting you, and I have not done any of this. So <laughs> Emotionally, like, you uh, have. Cool. We listen, hung out. Listen, there will always be more chances to eat curry together. It's yes. true. It just means that we're gonna have to schedule a meeting next time and. Have the podcast yeah. at Kokijibana. That's just how it yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, <gasps> yeah. It's good. It's good. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. GameSpot after um, curry. Oh, GameSpot after curry is, GameSpot after curry is uh, every member of GameSpot <laughs> fucking asleep. Because <laughs> passed out. Just, <laughs> just an hour and a half of just us all sleeping on a couch. That's beautiful. <laughs> it's perfect. I mean, is I think better actually, actually sleep uh, sleep uh, streams are now against TOS on, on Twitch, sadly. Oh. Yeah. Uh, We're learning yeah. so much about Twitch. <laughs> yeah, I I spent a lot of time learning about Twitch TOS because I've been trying to figure out where the lines are so I can get between them. Oh my um, god! Uh, obviously, uh, we're going to be talking a lot about video games and what we've been playing. What? But before we get into that, I want to talk to Gerard. Obviously, we've got you here. You are number one video gamer in the world, in many corners of the world. Mm-hmm. You're literally called the completionist. You make it your job to complete games, but you're also a host on G4. And you have been working on something very, very cool that I would love to talk about just because it's something that 
you don't see getting made very much these days, but it's something that used to happen a lot back in the day. Um, you're making a TV, not a TV series. Well, it is a TV series, but like an ongoing series called God of Work, which is exactly what it sounds like. Tell us about it. Yeah. So uh, God of Work is, it's technically a TV series because it's airing on on cable if you've got G4. Uh, and yeah, it's it's super exciting. Uh, I, I, I infamously say that I, I bullied my way into making this show and it's true. I really, I really, uh, I mean, that's how Kratos would do it. That's that's what I figured, right? That's, that's how he would do it. If he was to make a TV show, Kratos would just harass everyone around him, whether it's, you know, sexually or verbally, he just would get what he wants because he's Kratos, the God of war. And so, uh, you know, uh, I convinced my, my, my fellow producers at G4, to uh, take a chance with me on this show. And uh, Emily Rose uh, said yes and to me so much with this whole show. We got the writers together and the producers and we we made a, a we shot 100 pages in, in five days back to back. We shot a whole film in, in, in our studio and it was it was a very chaotic process. But uh, the, we're almost here. Uh, we're going to be debuting it. Uh, in, in a, a, about two or three weeks provide, uh, you know, we'll have dates very, very soon, but it's, it's really exciting, man. I, you know, Tam, I think you, you just said something that's, that's super important to me. I grew up on that early 2000 aughts internet of college mm. humor and cracked mm. and these, these places that made, you know, web series, Chad Vader used to be something I used to watch all the time. Right. And so, so now good. I was going to, br- I was going to bring up Chad Vader cause it gives me very Chad Vader vibes. Yeah. It makes me extremely happy (laughs) i'm so glad you you picked up on that uh so to me this is this is you know it seemed like when the office came out everyone was doing an office parody right everyone Mm. was doing their whole thing and so it just seemed like the right time to pitch a crazy idea for a show and uh you know the show really is what you know the idea of it is where do video game characters go in between games if we all think that video game characters are actors that get paid to to make a video game mm. and that's their daytime job when they're not making a game what do they do and so uh this show is about a place called digital solutions the uh solutions of today tomorrow yesterday and it's all about how video game characters work at this temp agency hoping that they get their next game greenlit and so uh kratos uh is kind of the office bully that just gets what he wants and terrorizes everyone. And mm-hmm. no one's afraid to say uh, no to him because he's the God of war. So that's kind of the whole part of the show. It's, it's, it's just me being angry at everyone. It's fun. <laughs> you know, every time you talk about it, I remember a different nineties, 2000 era, like online show that it mm. reminds me of. Do you remember Terry Crews office linebacker? Yes. <laughs> this just reminded me of that. This is the first thing that I knew Terry Crews from where he'd just be in an office, but as a linebacker. So like yeah. every now and again, when someone did something shitty in the office, like someone's lunch got stolen, he would just tackle the fucking person to the ground. Um, before we get too much, uh, we'll discuss a bit more about it, but am I right in thinking, Jean-Luc, that we will be able to show the fine folks watching a trailer for Jean-Luc's moving into position. Jean-Luc's so moving into so. position. So Folks, so he's he's getting ready. He's getting ready. We've got Get, a I we've see. got a trailer and an exclusive clip just for you guys for <gasps> GameSpot. So what what do you think we should seen. start with? Yeah, um, what do we start with? Ooh, I say let's start with the trailer just to let everyone <laughs> feel like the vibe of the show, and then afterwards we'll we can showcase the clip. 
Okay. Apologies to audio listeners. Yeah, <laughs> if you're listening. If, you, yeah, if you're listening via audio, go on Google God of Work, watch a trailer. You'll have a great time. Okay. Whew. Lovely. <laughs> All right. That Amazing. was great. So I, I have a question for you, Gerard. Yeah. How soon did you decide that you were going to be the God of Work or the team decide that you were going to play Kratos? Mm. Because obviously there's a striking resemblance <laughs> that you have. But was it, there ever a phase where I you just, were I just, auditioning? I just cannot imagine a scenario where yeah, Gerard pitches this and people standing next to him with his beard. Someone goes, maybe we should get that white guy, the scrawny looking white guy in the corner to play him. <laughs> Uh, when when we Scott the Waz, he seems like a good fit. <laughs> Scott the Waz as Kratos. Hey y'all, Kratos here. Um, yeah, I uh, you know when, when when I pitched the show, I I immediately said I will play Kratos because for two reasons. One, uh, I'm gonna sit in a chair and be in makeup for five hours a day. I knew <laughs> that no one in their right mind would want to sit down in a chair and do makeup from six a.m until you know 11 o'clock noon right that, Wait, that's, that's how long you had to be in the chair for yeah it depended on on the day and 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 our shooting schedule and whatnot but uh my call time was 6 a.m i was in makeup uh until 10 11 noon depending because you know we are a, a studio so as we're filming all these other projects and god of work was the priority i'd have three makeup artists working on me at any given moment and they'd have to break away for a little bit and Go work on this shoot or that shoot and then come back and work on me. And uh, and then when we would do that, eventually it was like, great. Uh, now the makeup's falling apart because, uh, you know, my makeup's smearing because I'm, I'm a fat guy. it's hot as shit. And it's hot as hell. <laughs> um, the second thing is that uh, I have done a lot of, you know, not, not only people know this, but uh, I've been performing on stage in, in film and theater for years, uh, 15 plus years of experience. And uh, I have dealt with my fair share of bald caps. Bald caps never look good. They never work. They always fall apart. And so the minute that I said we're going to do this, I turned to everyone and said, I'm shaving my head. I'm going to shave Hell my yeah. head completely bald. And so what you see in the trailer is not a bald cap. I did, in fact, shave my head. Uh, and it, it it grew back pretty quickly, all things considered. I feel like I'm... I'm getting, oh, wow. I'm getting it's there a, It's wild how quickly it grew back. Because we were yeah. doing like FPS and stuff. And one one week you came in and you were bald. And then two weeks later you had like... Yeah. You're fine. Yeah, like man. back you, together. You got, like, you got, you got, you you got those brown people jeans. That's why. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you sent an image to the FPS chat of you like I did something and it was just a <laughs> selfie with you looking like a Kratos. <laughs> uh yeah, I was going to say um how did you cast the rest of the of the characters in this? Because we see like Mario's in here. We've got Link in there. How did you? So did people be like, "I want to be Link," or "I want to be"? How did it come? How did that come to pass? So, uh, truth be told, how we wrote the script is we wrote it in a way where no character was specific outside of Kratos being the main character. There are some episodes that theme around certain video game characters, like for instance, we have Aloy. Um, from mm -hmm. Horizon, you saw uh, actually Abby Russell from formerly of Giant Bomb and G4. Mm -hmm. uh, she she plays Aloy um, in an episode. And so we have some characters that kind of pop in and out. But uh, Mario and Luigi are the head of janitorial for the office. Of course, so obviously of course. they have to clean up after everyone. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, we we kind of said, hey, once we have the core characters established in this world, we kind of told everyone in the office, hey, if you want to be in the show, go get a costume or, or go bring in something. And so we had a few folks 
who cosplay just because we're all a bunch of nerds in the office. Mm. And so, you know, we have Ezio Auditore in, in the, in the cast. We have, um, uh, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. So, uh, you know, obviously Link is a staple in the G4. Uh, Pantheon, Drunk Link is always somewhere in, in G4's Essence of X play. So we, we tried really hard to, to really make it about Kratos and some of the more immediate characters that affect him in the plot. But everyone else is kind of background dressing that mm. we just said, hey, if you want to be in the show, pitch us with who you want to be and why. And, and we'll try and get a costume for you. Or uh, if you've got one, please bring it in. This is obviously going to be a major success, and it's going to there's going to be a season two, and I would like to pitch for a character on season two. Okay, sure, I'm, I'm ready. Season two. If you say Mikolash tomorrow, no, 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 okay. no, no. Hey, Mikolash is a good one, but I got something better. Here's the thing, right? Imagine the scene. You're having a normal scene play out. Okay, it's the office. Maybe you're at mm-hmm. lunch, and then suddenly, from the corner of your eyes, a red phantom emerges out of nowhere. <laughs> And just starts hunting everyone in the office. I could be a red Dark Souls phantom just fucking everything up. And then I just leave. I just like do my little wave and leave. How about it? That's our crows that just bother the building is that we just get Dark Souls invaders. Like they're, damn it, someone get the broom. But no, all you all you say is hello, hello, very good, and then I just like I'll roll through some computers and then leave. <laughs> just G four HR, like who broke all these fucking expensive computers? Uh, is there a red I, red phantom? I yeah, could I done. could I be a sim where I just kind of like there's a mild inconvenience in my way and I just stand and like freak out like this <laughs> because I can't step over things. <laughs> And then I just keep missing the, I miss the, uh, the carpool into work every day because I get stuck. Um, yeah. or and I'm just crashed on the couch. And then I have a hundred babies. Yeah. <laughs> and grow old and die within 10 minutes <laughs> somehow. So you go to the bathroom and we delete the door. Yeah. <gasps> oh yeah. I'm just in a swimming pool for some, like we'll write it in. There's a swimming pool. There's a swimming pool. <laughs> I'm sure G4 can install a swimming hey. pool. Easy. Yeah. No, yeah, no problem. Right. No problem with that. <laughs> Uh, Stretch Carol's amazed you didn't go for Snake, by mm-hmm. the way. Snake, uh, I, Snake would be good, but no one, no one needs to see my cheeks on on that show. Um, John Luke, do you want to play the exclusive clip that we've got right, for right. for God of Work? Should I right. should I should I set up the stage a little bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Set so, up the stage. So in this particular scene, um, this episode is about Kratos's birthday. And uh, he's had a few drinks and uh, the office is a mess. And uh, that's all you need to know for what you're going to see. Every TV show needs a good like pissing, shitting and farting scene, which uh, uh, this, this definitely has. That's, uh, you've embodied that character. Yeah, we, uh, we, we had to just incorporate. I, I, when we were doing that, I, was, I, I, I think I, I improv the line about the Gorgon eye just because mm-hmm. I thought that was such a a weird thing from from god of war the originals that were like so important for kratos um but yeah man it, the show is crazy we just uh our writers are so talented uh zipper jacob and uh and emily it just they just said hey we're gonna go balls to the walls and see what happens and i think we said yes to almost every idea there there's so many crazy things here um xavier woods plays himself from wwe the 2k series and uh, there's a bit of a joke about how, like, the games are buggy. So we were kind of nervous, like, which game is he from? Is he from? If he's, 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 he's from the he's from he's from the new one. So we all like we're like, 
oh thank god like it could have been worse um yeah so yeah there's just a lot of fun little moments like that that it, you know uh we we paid very close attention to there's a lot of easter eggs if you know a lot of lore about games and and relationships mm. with characters we tried really hard to to make it subtle but really fun the, the big question is have you heard or anything from sony about this absolutely not um <laughs> i i have been nothing afraid. from cory barlog at all send him a screener i don't know if if cory barlog knows i exist let alone cares that i exist um, you'd be surprised if he watches this or if anyone knows him uh i would so love we know him yeah, we I, would, know. I, would, I would love to have him cameo in season two uh i know that it's a little contentious obviously that like we are it's a parody. It's satire. It's not real. We're not promoting the fact that like this is an official Sony production. It is a sketch series. We mm. didn't get the licenses for anything, but it's considered parody. It's obviously in jest. Um, but I, I I'd love to have Corey appear in season two as a tiny cameo. <laughs> if, uh, if I if I know anything about Corey, is that he's got a very good sense of humor. So he I did bet like he even would. even the other day when someone made that God of War like rip off game. He quote tweeted it with, <laughs> look, look, how they massacred him, look how they my massacred boy. my boy. <laughs> so I think he'd be fine. At the very least, we can make sure that he sees it. <laughs> I Easily. hope so. I, I, hope, I, I hope at the very least, uh, you know, I hope that, I don't know if anyone from Santa Monica Studios is watching this, but um, we made this show as a tribute to you guys and the, and the games that you've made, whether it's the first game, whether it's Chains of Olympus or whether it's... Uh, the most recent one, and of course, Ragnarok right around the corner. We made this as a love letter to you guys and the wonderful world you created and and the wonderful character, right? Because the whole point of, of the show is Kratos went from the original God of War games to being this like empathetic, loving father and 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 really bonding with his his son to then just being an out-of-control rock star that doesn't care about anything or anyone. He's overweight. He doesn't care. He, <laughs> he sleeps with anyone he wants. He bullies everyone. He gets what he, what he wants because that's how Kratos has always lived his life. And so uh, you're seeing a very Hollywood version of Kratos as if he just is a Hollywood actor, which is, you know, what we really wanted to kind of uh, have fun with. So I hope everyone enjoys the show. Yeah, it, it looks really, really cool, really, really fun. Um, you don't have a... Uh, an exact airing date premiere date yet have you uh i i, I do but i'm i'm technically not allowed to yeah. say it i will <gasps> okay, say cool. i will say it's going to air in august and there's only what two more weeks left of august so very soon uh mm -hmm. very 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 soon you'll if you follow me on twitter or social media you'll see that i'm going to be doing probably images of posters and and other trailers and moments just to kind of ramp up the whole thing the one thing i can say though it's very exciting is that um this will debut uh, on TV um, normally through through the G4 network on cable um, over the course of several weeks. Um, but if you want to watch the whole thing, when it does come out, the whole season will be available on my YouTube channel on launch day. So that way, if you want to watch the entire show, you don't want to wait. You can watch it all in one go. Uh, and then it'll be uh, released on other services and platforms uh, sporadically over the course of the next few weeks. Yeah. So go to YouTube and search for The Completionist and subscribe if you haven't already. Mm. And you'll be able to watch it there or catch it on TV. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, I just thought about 
How amazing would it be if Sony did another one of those, you know, those for the gamers adverts where it's like, here is uh, like slow panning across a room where Nathan Drake's scarf is. And then you see like Sackboy running past. Do another one of those. But when the God of War bit comes out, it's just Gerard's God of War version. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, what's up? <laughs> just passed out. Hey. Yeah. hey, I mean, uh, with Chad Vader, that guy, he did Vader's so well that Lucas actually hired him to do the voice of Darth Vader in uh the Force uh Force Unleashed, I think it was. What? So like, hey, you know, I did Sony so cool. might I, they could hit you up. They could be like, he's a know, good Kratos. Yeah. Get him in. That third third God of War game, God of War, <laughs> fight for Midgard, or whatever the fuck they call it. <laughs> could be you if uh if what's his name isn't isn't available. What's his if name again? Christopher Judge. Christopher Chris Judge. Judge. Yeah. Oh. Chris Judge. Oh my god. Charge the battery pack. Oh, is that me? There is yeah. that me? Yeah. Oh, you hate to see it. <laughs> the funny thing about that is I it there is no battery pack. It's oh, literally Yeah, you've got it's, one of those like it's literally plugged in, yeah. So uh yeah, that that, that would happen to me a lot. It's overheating. <laughs> like we're done. Um, yeah. So make sure you check out God of Work. Um, we're gonna play a little game later on where we try and cast the office characters as video game characters. But we'll come back to that later. Before we get there, we're gonna check in on everyone and what they've been playing. Um, let's start with our guest, Gerard. Mm-hmm. What you've been playing recently? Oh man! As far as new stuff. Um, I just started playing uh, Spider-Man on on my Steam Deck. I have joined. I have joined the special team of people who own a Steam Deck. Am I? Congrats no, it's me and Jake. Yes, let's go. We did it. We did I got it. pushed back to Q4, so which is you crazy. Well, that's where I am. I was I was Q1 2023, and then suddenly was catapulted. Just yeah, you got your. Don't know. What? Someone someone tweeted me earlier to ask where I was up to in the queue if I was still Q three and he said oh I didn't get my uh, thing yet and it took me like an hour to reply and he went oh that's so funny because in this hour I got my email and I was like I'm happy for I'm happy for you well, I'm it is not to spend too much time on the Steam Deck but it is interesting how Valve has been rolling it out I know part of it has to do with just shortages of of materials that they need but I feel like every time a new wave comes out it feels like an event of oh of I thought you were going to say have not. I, I feel personally victimized by Gabe Newell <laughs> so. I do I do that uh, yeah absolutely but if, I, I feel like it's really helping their marketing that just every couple months you know mm. like I don't know how many people get these each wave, but every couple months you just see a bunch of people post on Twitter mm-hmm. their brand new Steam Deck, and every time I'm like, "You motherfucker, give it to me." <laughs> <laughs> Gerard, the question I have for you is: How much Vampire Survivors have you played on Steam Deck? I am um, okay. Okay, so before I got my Steam Deck, mm-hmm. I was at 140 hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got my Steam Deck two weeks ago. I am now at 227 hours. That's what oh, I like to hear. Oh my god. <laughs> I, That's what I like to hear. Have hit. you completed it? <laughs> I, I've completed as much as I can because there's no more content left. But I've got every character, I've got everything unlocked, every achievement so far. Um I'm just every day I wait it's my it's my Rubik's Cube game. I wake up and I need I need to wake up. I turn my Steam Deck on, I look at it, you know, with my coffee, and I'm just doing a quick round, and I, I get to the point where I'm able to 
eight minutes in, just set the Steam Deck down and watch the gold pile up and just walk away. It's that easy. Well, I'm not saying much, but as a Vampire Survivors influencer, I he know was, He was the one who influenced <laughs> me, and I influenced we gonna you. We're going to do this? Because oh! even before Lucy brought it up, I put it on the first run sheet for he FPS. Did. I put Vampire Survivors. It's true. Y'all damn. skipped it. Bro, bro, because bro, you were bro, like, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> months, months, maybe not months, but weeks before Lucy had seen it. So I'm just saying, you know. I'm the one who told Lucy. So I, I I was playing this when it like first came out and me and Mike were chatting about it from back in the day. But Gerard, I would say prepare yourself to play a lot more Vampire Survivors soon. Wait, Creed uh, in chat says wait till you discover the Pokemon mod for Vampire Survivors. Is that is that true? I think so, yeah. How does that work? Yeah. Yeah. Um but that game on on Steam Deck is it's just so good. It's, it's so annoyingly good. I I feel like it eventually will come to Switch, I'm sure, but as of now, because it's on the Steam Deck, it's all I play night and day. It's oh, so good. I and it does it just for it just doesn't get old. I'm I'm plugged in. Yeah. Uh but you were playing Spider-Man, did you say? Less less good game, but let's yeah, about yeah. It, I guess. <laughs> Uh, I well, I, since you know, it's a less good game. Everything compared to Vampire Survivors is lesser. All right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been really enjoying it so far. It's been, um, you know, the thing I've been struggling with the Steam Deck, and I don't know if you, if those Steam Deck users out there agree or not. I'm even though games are Steam Deck ready, I feel like I'm never getting the right resolution or the right usage out of my Steam Deck. So like, mm. I started playing God of of War uh, 2018 on my Steam Deck, and it didn't look great i i spent like at least 30 minutes tweaking it to make it look exactly as i thought it would look good um and i kind of feel like and hopefully there's a way to do this there's just like an optimize button you just press it and like boom right resolution right frame rate right settings mm. to just work uh on yeah the go. it's it's kind of that classic P- it is in every way a portable pc to the point where you have yeah. to finesse these things a bit. There are some games that just know the right settings and will work. Um, but I think like it tends to be the more powerful like games that tend to overreach. Yeah. Um, and they and they end up being like a bit weird. Like, but some smaller games will do that as well. Um, I was playing Cult of the Lamb on it and by default, it's it looks fine, but then I realized it, everything looks kind of small and kind of weird. Like so, and then I messed around mm-hmm. with the resolution a bit, and then it now it looks yeah. way better. So like in almost all cases, like it is worth tinkering with it because sometimes settings will be on that you just can't see, and all you're really doing by leaving it on is just draining the battery at double speed. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there is a little bit of like finesse this to make it work. I get, but I would love something that would be like because they do that for the controls, right? Like when you download a game. If there's like a control profile that they know is super good, it just auto loads that. So I hope they come yeah. up with an alternative mode, uh, mm. to, an alternative to that, or a version of that for well, display well, things. Yeah, a lot of those control stuff that's like community made too. Mm-hmm. Like, so you can like make your own. Like, hey, I think these are the best, you know, controls. So maybe they could do like a community. Like, hey, I spent the time and I these are the optimized settings and people vote it because they agree and then yeah that'd be a good way to handle that i think Mm. is this does this only happen with games that aren't like deck ready isn't is aren't games certain games deck ready yeah deck ready deck ready games yeah the deck ready games are the ones that are usually from the get-go when you hit play they're like optimized and good to go Mm -hmm. um okay so those you don't need to mess you don't really like 
Well, for a little bit, for a little bit, for Spider-Man and God of War, I had to mess with it a fair amount oh. just because it wasn't. Yeah. Even though it says it was Steam Deck ready, like I was getting weird hiccups and and okay. frame rate issues. Oh yeah, I think it's like when their yeah. brand. Well, I mean, like doesn't work for God of War, but Spider-Man just came out, and that game is constantly being updated. But like some yeah. games, like I did Elden Ring when it came out, and it was deck ready, and it was like perfect, good to go from yeah. the outset. Yeah. I didn't have to change anything. Um, so yeah, I guess yeah. like mileage may vary. Um, yeah, like a weird example with Spider-Man specifically is the the frame rate in that game likes to swing uh, pretty wildly yeah, uh, back nice. and forth. Um, so like you'll be like running around the open world and it'll like fluctuate between like 35 and like 45. And, and it, it's a really unpleasant experience to play. So um, the, the what you need to do is you need to lock the frame rate to 30. But... For some reason, the in-game settings, um, like it has an option, but it does not work on the Steam Deck. It's just like disabled. So you actually have to go mm. into the Steam Deck's like uh, performance setting and like enable like lock this to 30. So it's like a weird workaround that like I kind of wish by like, yeah, like by default, the game would be like, hey, you should probably play it at 30. You can't really hit 60 in this game on the Steam Deck. So like, we'll yeah. go ahead and do that for you. Mm -hmm. Like, Because otherwise people wouldn't know and they would just be like, oh, this is kind of just I, hurts my eyes to play. I, Danny, Penna, and I both have the same issue of like every now and then the screen goes black when you're swinging. Did you ever have that? Oh, hmm. that was, no. Yeah, they, they patched it out already and fixed it. But like when we were playing it, and we just were both like, what the hell? Like every now and then used to be swinging through New York and then suddenly you would hear the swinging. But it would just but be a it'd be a black, black screen. Black screen. Yeah, yeah. but they I mean they, they already patched it, so Yeah, they 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 are like they've put a lot into that game and I think it's on them now to kind of tweak it. Um especially for Spider Man, because as we know, with great power must come great responsibility. <laughs> um if Jake, if you get a Steam Deck, I think you should start a series called uh, Steam Decker. And just keep there. It is just doing there it is. videos about, <laughs> about the Steam Deck. That's what I want to see. Hey, that's that's what the audience wants. I hear they want Steam Deck content from so, uh, yeah. Just just Steam type Deck. in just at, at Valve and be like, hey, the audience wants me to do Steam Deck content. Yeah. Send me one <laughs> Who now. Else could? I'm the mm -hmm. I'm uniquely positioned because of my surname to do this content. Um, but you're enjoying uh, Spider Man on Steam Deck, then, Gerard. Yeah, I think definitely. I think the thing that I'm I've definitely realized though is that uh we just had Miles Morales not too long ago and then and mm. PS4 or PS5 remaster of Spider-Man, so I always I this is the third time that I've downloaded Spider-Man and started playing mm -hmm. it and so I was like this is so exciting. I'm ready to play Spider-Man on the Steam Deck for the third time in less than, <laughs> in less than 3 <laughs> less than 3 years. Yeah. Uh, you, you ready to stop those crimes in progress again? You remember to collect remember to collect those backpacks? Yeah, right. Ooh. Those games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will I will say that like playing it on the go though at least like did kind of rejuvenate my mm. feelings Absolutely. like a little bit because it's just like I'm hanging out on the couch, I'm all like cuddled up or you know uh like <laughs> I like, playing it in the office on lunch. I like that you were like playing it on the go has uh, really rejuvenated me. I'm all hanging out on the couch and cuddled up. <laughs> playing it on the go. Well, like the palm of your hand. There's something like, I don't know. It's like that. Uh, that I feel like that's why this uh, Switch is so popular. Because there's just something about like, even if you're still in your house, you're just like, yeah, but it's in my hand. Like, I can cool. poop I can, and play. I can poop and swing around at the same time. I mean, uh, I do that all the time without playing the game. <laughs> 
Um, and you swing too? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's like it's like shooting freeze from half court. That's how I approach <laughs> taking a shit. I'm from just downtown. Like swinging my poops, <laughs> just flinging your, them. Your bathroom is not that big, okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. what do you, what what does Spider Man do when he has to go? Like on when he's like swinging around, how does he? Mate, at the speed he's, he's traveling, he could easily fucking just squat one out with his can, pants can slightly down, like in the air, like, and then be like, "No one's gonna know." Like the I'll moment that I'm comes out of his ass, it's already so far away <laughs> from him that there's no way anyone pins it away from him. <laughs> on daily, him. like the Daily Bugle's just like. Get me pictures of Spider-Man shitting, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) J. Jonah Jameson shouting at Peter Parker, I need pictures of Spider-Man shitting. And he's like, that that doesn't sound doable, man. There's an audience out there for it, damn it. (laughs) The phantom shitter rides again. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, anything else you're playing, Gerard? No, that's it. Just Spider-Man, Vampire Survivors, mostly Vampire Survivors. Lovely. You love to see it. Um, Jean-Luc, what have you been up to? Uh, most of my time was actually Spider-Man on Steam Deck uh, as well. And then I, otherwise I just keep playing Baron Breakfast. Um, I'm just trying to grind out that, uh, that end game uh, area. Uh, Pinefall, I think it's called. Um, they, yeah, they, they, they patched. They've been continually patching it. Um, the patch notes are really cute on, on uh steam uh like they like apologize for like misspelling um blueberry is blackberry and they're like oh, they're like fruits are hard okay and i'm like oh it's okay i understand it's fine. i don't understand <laughs> no never let it happen again i was talking to callie about it and she she's also um used to be uh reviews editor at GameSpot, and she was just like i love this game so much but I want to copy edit it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go I, through. I, I had to turn are, my brain off for that because I was like, I'll there are, never make it through this game if I keep stopping. There, there are two times where they said west or east instead of west. So they're like, you need to go oh. east. And I'm like, and I was like looking on the east oh, side no. of the map and I was like, I don't, I don't know here. where to go. And then I like checked the other side and I was like, oh, that that's a mistake. Oops. That's a bummer. Video oh, game yeah. developers, um, if you need copy editing, hit me up. Okay. Oh wait, so hang on. So cringe check, cringe check, and I copy can do, edit. Uh, currently, my gaming services are copy editing and cringe checking. If you need someone to <laughs> okay. cr- check if your writing is cringe, I will do it for free. Okay. Yeah. Wow, free. Up. Yeah. Yeah. He does it for me all the time. Not a tweet yeah. goes out from yeah. my account that hasn't a, been cringe checked. Exactly. Um, so how many of your t- how many of your tweets actually make it out? There? That's why she hasn't I, tweeted I, in ages. I don't, I don't tweet very much. <laughs> uh, Jake, what have you been playing? I I've been playing PUBG actually. Oh which is why is oh, everyone yeah, playing games little. from ten years ago? What the fuck is going on? I played a little bit of PUBG. I mean, with there you, is yeah. another game I'm playing, but I can't talk about it. I've been playing PUBG because. I'm. I read the Art of War, and I'm trying to see if it makes me better at games. PUBG, PUBG made the most sense. <laughs> I'm doing a whole video. I'm okay, doing a whole okay. video. It'll be good. I promise. Okay. Yeah, 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 I wish okay, you hadn't okay. even okay. said it was for a video. Yeah. If you just I said I well, read the Art of War, I could have gone with it. Gerard looks so confused. He's like, "What the? F-? It's the most. It, um, it was that because what it sounded like was like you were basically going, "Yeah, I've got these coffee beans that I imported from this one specific country." <laughs> Of video games. That's what you were saying right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm doing a video for it, but I landed on PUBG because 
a lot of the tactics seem to make a lot of sense that could actually work in PUBG. Huh. But that said, yeah, I've been playing PUBG, which has been weird because that game, it was one of my favorites when it came out, but it has been passed by every other battle royale at this point. That said, getting kills in that game is are, are still the most satisfying in any yeah. battle royale game. It's just Apex Legends. I, Jordan's not here to defend to defend Apex Legends. I like Apex Legends though, but getting kills in Apex Legends not the same as getting kills in PUBG. Same with Fortnite. Same with Warzone. They just they just don't quite hit. In terms of quality of life, though. All those games beat out yeah. PUBG by a lot. But but it's been interesting revisiting PUBG because it's been a very long time. And I, I kind of like how that game still to this oh, day... Oh, Jordan's here. Feel, <laughs> is he in chat? <laughs> um, <laughs> Jordan, you're supposed to be writing a review. I will not tell you again. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, come on. Uh, I like how PUBG doesn't feel focus tested, though. It feels like a mess in a good yeah. way. Uh, like the maps don't really make a lot. I mean, the new ones make a little more sense, but replaying the original map is just someone threw houses on a map. Mm -hmm. There's no roads that lead to half these houses. Houses are missing rooms that should be there. Uh, and, it, and it seems incomprehensible, but when you're actually playing it, it kind of works and adds to this weird PUBG universe that used to include Calypso Protocol, but now doesn't include Calypso Protocol. <laughs> so I don't know. Take what you will. Should you go back to play PUBG? Probably not. But I've been oddly enjoying it, and maybe it's because I read The Art of War a couple times, and now I'm good at it. All right, <laughs> You've, I've read, yeah, read it a couple times. I've read The Art of War a couple times. Jeez. It's it's like a, it's like a twenty minute. Yeah, read. it is. Yeah. It is pretty. Slight, yeah, I, and it's, I took notes for one of them. It, took longer. Uh, as someone who has read the Art of War a couple of times, it's not very good. Okay, it's not very good. It's <laughs> it doesn't have a lot of good information in there. Why do I know so many people who read the Art of War? What Mate, are you planning? Uh, all teenage of you? teenage boys at some point in their life that once they hit puberty, the next stage of development is reading the Art of War. I so, thought it was just being on Encyclopedia Dramatica, but maybe uh, that was just teenage girls. I mean that that too, but like um, Art of War comes first. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah PUBG is such a weird game like I, every time I look at it I'm it's like so weird. this is the grossest looking game <laughs> like every time I look at it it's like actively uninviting every part of it's it it's also so broken still it's, yeah like, really? I can't I can't play the new map it crashes to desktop every time I try and load the new map. They've released eight maps now. It's been <laughs> six years or whatever since I'll, it came I'll, out. I'll get like a like a loot box and it opens up and the image is just not there. So it's just like a square gray box. Fantastic. And I'm like, oh cool. Really stoked about this gray box I got. Just I have no idea what it is. Meanwhile, I, player unknown is fucking in the wind right now. He's like, I'm out of it. Where is he? I made my money. Yeah. Brendan Green, oh, where yeah, are you? <laughs> I first left a while ago, right? Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Did, remember when yeah. you got that picture oh, yeah. of him doing vape niche? Yeah, me and him, we had an interview where we just talked about vaping the entire time. <laughs> it was like so weird. Oh, he's Brendan, not Brendan. Yeah, it's Brendan. He he got a new game studio and he started working on something else and then just not heard from him since. If I believe, if, if I remember correctly. Gerard, what were you going to say there? I was going to say, one of the big reasons why Fortnite and all those other, you know, Battle Royales took off is because how ugly and unoptimized PUBG was. Mm -hmm. Like, that yeah. truly is the. I guarantee you more than half the player base of Fortnite's like, what's a PUBG? Yeah, exactly. Sure oh, no yeah, probably more. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is like, I don't know, those, those, those like janky 
versions of the games that other people have more popularized still have such a massive fan base like people still play rust and rust is a fucking catastrophe of a video they game love rust yeah. they love rust yeah. every still time playing. i go in rust i'm like this was created by blind mice a hundred percent like it's just a, a mess in there like it's so weird um i think the the interesting thing about PUBG though is is i i a lot of people did, but I was really into PUBG when it came out. So I watched the, I don't want to say fall. People love to dr- dramatize things and be like the rise and fall of PUBG. But I watched it go to these meteoric heights and then Fortnite. And I remember a quote, I think from Brendan Green was like, oh yeah, we're not worried about Fortnite. Oh, God. And then Fortnite overtook it. And then they tried to sue Fortnite. And it was like, no, you, 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 you dropped the ball here. And then when PUBG started to not not like lose some interest i would say they added a battle pass that was their solution mm. and it was just like no no one wants this shit like they want a game that's optimized and works yeah i don't know anyway that's my tirade on pubg <laughs> it's, oh he's uh, wait hang on uh spawn on me so hi khalif if you're in the chat it says the khalif? best the best gray boxes in pubg uh, yeah, I uh, guess yep. so. Mm-hmm. Yep. The best gray boxes, everything else, just a waking nightmare. Yeah. Apart from the, the shooting. The shooting is good, though. That's what matters. And the weird physics. Sometimes I remember like playing that game and the weird physics would be like, okay, I'm guess, I guess yeah. I'm not playing this game anymore because I'm like fucking... <laughs> you, you, I'm, you'd hit a rock with yeah. a car and it would just bounce yeah. like a bouncy ball. I'm like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like running towards a weapon and suddenly I'm inside a tractor on the other side of the map. I'm like, all right, cool. I guess I am this bathtub now. Great. Um, but yeah. I Lucy, what have you been playing? I am the tub. I mean, I was always a tub, but you know. A fucking um, new game. That's what I've been playing. Finally. Cult of the real, Lamb. A oh. real gamer. Well, I was going to say, well, so last week I couldn't talk about Sandman because the embargo was one minute past midnight on Friday. But uh, I did obviously watch all of that. Uh, but I've been playing a lot of Cult of the Lamb recently, which is a fantastic game that just makes my lizard brain so, so happy. Because it also kind of, it's it's a management sim, but it's also kind of... Um, you know, dungeon crawling, killing guys. I'm playing it on easy just because I can't really be bothered to do so. I know I'm not a gamer. I'm sorry. I would like no. to rescind my Tam- earlier statement. Tam is just like, <laughs> I'm kidding. No. You can play on whatever you want. Okay. Yeah. No, I just, uh, I've, I've been struggling a lot with my repetitive strain recently and I can't do uh, that. Uh, like, sorry, audio listeners. I can't just button bash to, because the combat is pretty simple. It's just like, I'm playing on um, using a controller and like X to hit and then Y you have special. It's very, it's like pretty easy to get it to grips with. And it's just so satisfying because every single time you are just, you're just rewarded with everything. It's really, really cute. My cult is called Cult of the Jams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm getting, I like it. I'm getting to the point now where my cult, I've, I've built them up pretty well it's a pretty well self-sustaining uh it's a colony that's pretty much self-sustaining but now a lot of my guys are dying and i have to go out and get new ones because i need to live in the life that i have become accustomed to as a cult leader and it makes me it makes me do fucked up things like sometimes they'll just ask to be sacrificed Mm -hmm. or they'll ask to eat a bowl of shit Yep. And I'm just like, that's totally fine. Okay, you want to do this. I don't feel good about doing it, but I guess I will. I got annoyed the other day because I couldn't um, get tithes from the older cult members. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why can I only 
why can I only extort the younger members of my cult for money? And then I was like, oh, that's a pretty fucked up way of thinking about it. But it's a great game. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's always, always stuff is going up. Always stuff is going up. I'm always leveling up. Either my cult members are becoming more devoted to me or I have gathered enough faith and devotion to unlock something else. I'm building stuff. There's a farming sim aspect to it. So I'm always growing things and getting things and planting things. Fishing minigame. Stuff to collect. It, and then, you know, that's even before... Because I can, I can get lost just doing it... Um, just doing the the management stuff even before mm. you go into the dungeon crawling bit but it's so fun it's oh. really interesting because like the more i play it the more i realize like there's the kind of dungeon crawling combat side of it and the management side of it are slightly disjointed from each other they're not like super there's not like a perfect loop through each one where one is symbiotically feeding into the other and back and forth. It's kind of like you go into one part of it and that lets you get a few things and then you can do it in the other one. It's kind of like it doesn't feel as smooth as you might expect it to be, but each part of it is so satisfying that you just don't care. You're just like I I don't I don't really care. Like I just the combat side of it is like not to not to like um shit on any other games, but like uh Tunic, I think it was. There was a part of Tunic that just didn't feel right to me in terms of the combat. Every other part of Tunic is pretty amazing, but in terms of playing it, I wasn't super into it. Um, but with this game, there's something a little more satisfying about it. And I think that comes from the kind of randomized nature of it, where mm. when you go into a dungeon, the weapons that you get, they're kind of like Hades. They just randomly spawn based on like a selection that you have access to. And you get like a weapon and then you get like a spell of some sort. And curse. each time, yeah, each time a curse, yeah. Each time it's like, you don't know what you're going to get. And it's fun to like look at the weapon that you got and you'll be like, how do I make this work for me? Mm. And it's kind of like that same feeling that you get when you play a Call of Duty or I know a MOBA and you pick a character and you're just like, let me try and figure this out a bit and see how it goes. And it takes you like two or three rooms to get into the groove of it. But once you get into the groove of it, you're like, hell yeah, I, I understand how to use this thing. It's kind of like figuring out a fighting game character. Um, and that's like super satisfying. And then the way it works is like you go through a bunch of these rooms. It's like binding of isaac in a lot of ways where you go through a bunch of rooms and then you get up to a mini boss and then once you complete that mini boss there's a narrative thing where it usually kicks you out and then you do some stuff in the in the open world not the open world the uh, resource management stuff clean up some poop you know in, along the feed that poop eat, make eat the, poop the poop into some porridge or some shit and some pervert wants it. to eat it um but like <laughs> and then and then like you you also like during the dungeon bits you sometimes will come upon like it's like that thing where you you pick a pathway through each each point and when you're picking your pathway through each dungeon you'll have like an icon where it's like there's a man on this icon or a, or a person on this icon it's like oh that's a follower or there's like a resource icon or a weapon icon and you can like pick your path mm -hmm. through it and if you go through like the person icon you rescue a follower which when you go back to the um the resource management part of it, your town, you can indoctrinate and have them do things, um, you know, like you can set them to uh, worship and there's like a, a, a statue at the center where anyone who sits there and prays, it kind of feeds into a resource that then you can uh, absorb and spend on like edicts or, or whatever it may be, like doing certain things to make your cult more culty. Um, or you can just like spend a loads loads of runs going through it again you know collecting resources and eventually you go through one dungeon enough times that you'll get to the end boss 
And then once you wipe that dungeon, it's pretty much done. You need to kill four bosses to like unshackle an old one who has like given you your power. Um, but you can carry on going back to those dungeons that you've already done. And each, when you go in there, the enemies are like more powerful. So you can like resource grind, which is really cool. Yeah. There's also like more stuff to unlock because there's various decorations you can, and buildings you can place in your little cult land. Yeah. There's also um, a tarot deck. And they are basically game modifiers. And so I have a an ability because of the fleece that I'm wearing that at the start of every time I go into a dungeon, I automatically get four tarot cards. And then, but they're completely random. Whereas normally if you're doing the dungeon call, you get to pick what your, your, um, your cards are. And so I just want to have like, give myself a little bit more of a leg up at the very beginning, but I don't get to choose. Oh, yeah. God, sorry, my it's, cat just scared the shit out of me. It's a very mechanically dense game. Like it keeps so throwing, you, but like it's, it's all mechanics that make you like dribble a bit when you sit down and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to play this game for a little longer. And, dribble a and bit. Like, uh, yeah, you know, you just like zone out and, and like, you just, you like, it catches you in the loop and it's so satisfying. And like, it has to be stated, like you can't overstate how well the the uh, the cutesy culty aesthetic works. It's such a good contrast because you have people just doing and saying the most heinous shit, but everyone's cute. So you're like, oh yes, I will cut your head off and bury you. That's cool. Well, um, I had a question about the Twitch integration because I keep I keep seeing everyone talk hmm. about it. What does the Twitch integration do exactly? You get, um, so whenever you get a new follower, hi Bubba, um, you get to, uh, basically people, I think that they get to opt in and then they get to be named as a member of your cult. Yeah. So so they they become become an actual follower. They become like an NPC in your, that's so cool. So yeah, grabs them. Yeah. When you, when you get a follower, um, you can actually like set what they look like and you can like reshape them like i've turned everyone in everyone who regards who i find i turn them into a fox and change their color so like i've I've got got a a cult of all foxes yeah and you can like name them and and each one has like likes and dislikes and you can listen to them like you can see their thoughts and stuff like that sometimes you walk up to someone and be like let me check what their thoughts are and it's like i really wish i was eating poop right now and you're like okay clearly this person (laughs) wants to eat poop um uh, but like there's there's various things and you have to do things like daily you can give them blessings and every now and then like you'll get dissenters who like appear and they're like screaming in a megaphone about how the cult is bad and stuff and you can make decisions that are like I could spend a few days just keep giving this person blessings until like you you've brought them back over to your side or you can chuck them in jail or you can just kill them. And it's like, you can do one of those things, but each one has consequences. Obviously the longer route is where you give them blessings, but you risk their message kind of carrying further. But the shorter one, if you just outright kill them, you might make a lot of people nervous and doubt you. And so like, Mm. there's this kind of like really nice, I guess, synergy between certain mechanics. Um, And like, like I said, the, the resource management base building stuff and the combat stuff in the dungeons isn't like super, super like connected, but it's, it all works so well and so smoothly that you just don't really, I just don't really care. I'm just like, this is, these are two good games in one game and it's cute as hell. And it's like really nice, fun writing. Um, and, and like there's on the steam deck, there's just a button, which you press and the sheet, the uh, lamb bleats. So I just run around going in people's faces. And it's like Mm -hmm. hilarious to me. Um, I was noticing too, there's like, Bosses are kind of in 3D, not just 2D. So when you're like in a 3D arena, like 
I'm, I'm looking at a video right now of like this this mouth monster and it looks yeah. it with like with with trees yeah. coming out of its head it looks so cool yeah it's, it's all, I, I love the art style because yeah, it's just such a perfect mix of just really cute but then especially in the bosses but also when you are doing the rituals just goes from zero to fucked up yeah it like yeah, it is and like you get all these cute little animals walk into your little church and then you select ritual and then suddenly out of nowhere they all put on these like fucking occultist hoods and they like get in a circle and you're like that was that was a bit creepy but there's like, also it's, that have you met that mushroom pervert? Yeah, yeah. I don't like him. There's, There's a guy a who just asks for mushrooms, but he's yeah. really weird. It's got like loads of cool, fun characters, and it's just like I, I would like. I didn't expect it, but it's it's like one of my favorite games of the year yeah. so far, and it's like wow. easily like I feel like you can get a good feel for whether you're gonna enjoy it within an hour or a, a, I think a bit. There's a demo. Yeah, and there's a demo out of it, so out for it. So like, make sure you just check out the demo at the very least, because chances are you're probably gonna like it, and it runs well on Steam Deck. Other than there's one area where you go into, and it's like a side-scrolling area, and it gets a bit choppy. But it's like you're not in there that much, and it's easy to deal with. Did Miko but, just get fed there? Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, it's like I thought it was mine. <laughs> Her auto her food auto dispenser just um, started dispensing food, and she she doesn't care these days. She's just like meh. Um, yeah, no. um, I think I think she's realized that no one else is gonna eat that food, so she can take her time. Aww. Before she'd be like, oh my god, this food, I gotta get there before anyone else. But now she's just like, eh, it's, no, it's just, this, this fucking human ain't eating it. Um, yeah, anything <laughs> else, Lucy? Uh, so I watched all of. So I, I I'm in the middle of watching. It's not Bird Box, Blackbird on Apple TV. Which is Taryn Egerton? Egerton? Uh, it's a really cool premise, apparently based on a true story. Friend of the show, Andrew Goldfarb, recommended it. Uh, and it's very much hitting, scratching that Mindhunter itch that I've been having, where I want some kind of gritty crime drama. But it's basically Taryn Egerton, Elton John himself, um, drug dealer who gets sent to prison for 10 years. And they say that he, they will get rid of his sentence if he transfers to... Um, more like a, an asylum where um, they're kind of uh, mentally ill patients. And if he gets one guy to confess to a string of murders to basically tell them where the bodies are of all these young women, based on a true story, which I'm not, le- I'm not looking into too much, but the guy who plays um, Larry, who also has a twin called Gary, um, is terrifying. He's so good. It's, uh, and like Taron Egerton, Egerton as well, like, I I understand why people say that he's in the running for Wolverine, because he's ridiculously buff in this. But it's also, like, prison prison dramas are never normally my thing, because I actually genuinely find prison very, very scary. Um, especially there's one, no, no, there's one, like, because my mum used to work, essentially, in the prison service, and so she would just tell me these stories about what it'd be like, and for a while I wanted to be a criminal um, psychologist, and she was like, they will eat you up and just spit you out. Do not fucking do it. So, and also there was a, there was a show in the UK last year uh, with Sean Bean, uh, and he, was in, he got put in prison, and it was just like the naught to 100 on riots, and there was a riot scene in Blackbird, which fucking terrified me. It was like something out of Watchmen, and it was just... Oh, but anyway, it was it's a really good show. It's only six episodes. Yep. Um and it's on Apple TV. But my main thing in time I know you've been watching Sandman. Yeah, um, I've been watching one episode a day because I'm I've been like trying yeah, to relish it. Oh yeah. 
I'm on episode six. I think. Oh, okay, so you got through 24 seven. hours. Yeah, I got 24. They call it 24-7 in this one, yeah. which, is, which is weird. But um, yeah, quite different from <laughs> somehow less harrowing than the comic version, but still It's a little bit harrowing. more hopeful, I guess. Yeah, if, you, if you want to see a real list of all the big changes in Sandman, head over to GameSpot.com because <laughs> I wrote one up. Yeah, I was sat on was... my couch with all my comics like a little freak. Um, yeah, so for people who don't know, the, the concept in Sandman is there's a character called John D who has one of Morpheus's like relics and he goes into a diner and basically it's the entire story. Morpheus is not even in it. Sandman's not in it. It's like 24 hours in that diner with this guy basically turning the lives of everyone in there upside down. And it is awful like yeah it is, the comic it is, is terrifying so horrifying but you read it and you're like this is some fucking top tier like it's one of the best comic book issues like ever, stories ever ever written i think like mm. it's perfect top front to bottom but you're like oh it's amazing um but it's also harrowing to watch and they do a pr- pretty good job of of kind of um yeah. a- adapting it for the tv show the only thing about about it is like john d as a character in the comics is way more like scary to me like he well because he's in the comic he's like um you can't see his face that much you just yeah he's basically like a husk of a person yeah he's been in that's the other thing is like there are some concessions they had to make because they can't use places like arkham asylum they couldn't use john constantine it is constantine not constantine uh constantine so they've swapped for joanna joanna but, but like there is a modern Joanna and obviously the lady Joanna Constantine who plays a role in a much later Sandman arc. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, the, the, John D, the John D stuff and they, they also got David Thewlis to play him, which I think I think he's a very, he's a very unusual actor and he's the kind of person that every time he's on screen, I'm always drawn to him. Yeah. And I think he does a great job as John D, but it is, it is very different, but I think it really works. It also has as that, as, as I'm gone. Go ahead. I was gonna say that episode was really good. I loved the one about death. I won't say too much yeah. just because people are still that watching. That was my but, favorite. But there, there, there's some really good singular episodes in this show. But I think some of the earlier episodes that I was a little I yeah, don't know about this. Like, and those I'd actually read. Like, I've read. I forget how far I got into Sandman, but I at least read those first couple <laughs> with what's supposed to be John Constantine. Um, and, and I enjoyed those, but I never, and I never finished it. Um, so I was kind of on the fence on those, but those, there's like three episodes near the end that with Hob too. I really liked that episode. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's a really good show so far. The first few episodes are a bit slow. There's a couple of, like there's one week episode of them so far. And I mm-hmm. think it is the Joanna, Joanna Constantine one, sadly, because, and it's sad because like that whole story is one of my favorites in the comic. Um, well, they, they, they bring up... Um, so even even in the comic, when John Constantine and Sandman are together, it's to get back Morpheus's bag of sand. Mm. And it's just a kind of one one issue where they get together. And um, it turns out that, like, John's junky ex-girlfriend stole it. I liked the changes they made to that. Um, but I also like the fact that John in the in the comic is suffering from nightmares because of an incident uh, at the the Casanova Club, which is a part of a uh, when he was in a different group, and it's based in Newcastle, which is where I'm from. And there are actual Geordies, and they fleshed that out and showed it in the show, and actually yeah. had proper Geordie actors in. So I really enjoyed it for that. 
But then they do stuff with Joanna and um, in the Sandman, and it just it was a I'm, bit weird. I'm not gonna lie, I had no interest in this show until mm-hmm. you guys told me about it because yeah. I it, it was. It was advertised to all hell at San Diego yeah. Comic Con, and I had no idea nope. what it was about or what it was. But now hearing you guys talk about it, yeah. I'm gonna watch it tonight. It, it, it feels it feels very. It's more arty than you might think because I think yeah. the, the 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 kind of like superhero supernatural DC connection is what leads a lot of people into thinking it's something different. Um, right. But yeah, I didn't even realize that was. That it was, coming. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, mm. it's in the DC yeah. universe. There's, I yeah. think, like, wow, Scarecrow is in 24 hours. Batman is referenced at points. Uh, uh, well, John D is actually wow. captured by the Justice League, the Justice League, yeah. And um, like, uh, there's a whole bunch of different things that happen. And like, they talk, they make a lot of references to, to like the mm. wider DC universe. And obviously, Constantine is a DC hero or anti hero. Right. Um, that Keanu Reeves movie, Constantine, underrated. Yeah. As, Pretty good. As, I watched yeah, it like two months it ago. It's, I yeah, love that it's movie. Good. It's fun. Good. It's good. And also like yeah. the TV, the um, TV show, underrated. Like for for a solid run of it, it's it's like I enjoyed most of it. Um, I think he's from. How Liverpool. come? How come they weren't able to use those? DC characters was it because of rights because yeah. it is produced by Warner Bros isn't it's it it's weird so I don't know about Arkham Asylum but Neil Gaiman did say that the rights with John are tied up but apparently they'd oh, all, yeah, apparently he... they'd always, pla- always plan to make it Joanna because it ties okay. thematically yeah. to the 1700s I think one. I saw a quote that they were working on another Constantine thing and they didn't want to confuse people with two different Constantines back yeah. to back or something I don't yeah. know but yeah, mm. I, I, yeah, I, I assumed the reason we didn't see a lot of those characters or hear about them was because WB didn't have any involvement. But then no. I've started the first episode and WB shows up, and I'm like, okay, so yeah. where yeah. are they? Again, I I, say, you go on. No, go ahead. Uh, well, no. Um, Sweeney just asked how CW energy. Not, not, at, not at all. As not someone all. who has watched a Dude. lot of CW shows, it doesn't have when that energy. The minute at you all. say, when the minute you say, does it have CW energy? I immediately go, great. I don't need to watch it. But it no, paints no, a it picture. Doesn't have, it doesn't. Have, it, <laughs> it honestly, it's picture. got. It's got. Yeah, but the actual show has got like some really stunning like environments and mm-hmm. and like set piece moments. And I just had the the battle in hell for example that oh, i really really liked um, the oldest game yeah the oldest game uh and, and like that was really really cool um I, it's it's a completely different thing than cw it's nothing like it at all um yeah i think yeah. i think part of it is that like it's neil also- gaiman is obviously very involved but the like the guy who plays morpheus is a huge fan and i think morpheus as a character is very difficult to get right i think james mcavoy is great in the audible thing because yeah. but but then you know you are you're essentially playing this fucking trent reznor ass goth who's he's endless that's the whole thing like he's dream of the endless how do you convey that and i think the clever thing that tom sturridge does is that like he constantly looks like he's about to cry and i yes. mean that in a good way he just always looks like he's seen too fucking much yes he he the way I think of it is like he is looking into the void at all points. Like mm. he doesn't look like he's present in most conversations entirely. He always looks like he's got one eye on the thing that is in front of him and one eye on this like horrifying endless void behind everything. Like mm. it's it's like really fascinating the way he does it. And like there's moments where you can tell 
it's really subtle, but like he takes a bit too long to reply to some characters and he mm. takes a bit too long to like react to things. And what initially starts off as feeling quite weird, eventually you realize, oh, this is a person who's like, or this is a being that is like everywhere at all at once and is like, this is a trifling thing for him. And the fact that a, a person is able to do that so well is really, really interesting. And the way yeah. he speaks as well, there's like a slow kind of droning mm. methodical way speech uh way his speech comes out where you're like this person is like spellbinding in a way and it's like it's 100 percent worth watching um it doesn't it's not like perfect but as far as like a live action adaptation thus far i think it's pretty good i never imagined it would like no. and actually be good one thing i'll find one final thing that i will say is that um the person who plays desire mason alexander Park, I believe their name is fucking yeah. outstanding. They are Desire. And Desire is an absolute menace of a character, always interfering in everyone's affairs and stuff. But at the same time, they are very just like just sexy as they're doing it. And and uh the mm. actor they found is absolutely perfect. And I and I think that's one of the show's real like strongest part is the casting. Like the uh, Boyd, uh, who, uh, who, uh, what's his name? Who plays the Corinthian? Like the Corinthian is just in a couple of issues, but they've they've stretched him out so they make him yeah. like kind of the big bad the of the villain, whole first yeah. series. And um, yeah, I think it's and Lighter Hall and Hector and mm-hmm. the gang. They're great. I great. really like Matthew the Crow <laughs> a lot. Oh, Pat, yeah, yeah, Pat Oswald. Pat Oswald as Matthew is great. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's also an extremely British show. Like the amount of British actors on there is insane. I was telling Lucy, like we had a in the in the UK we had a, a comedy show called Goodness Gracious Me. And it was South Asian led. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of Indian people. And pretty much the entire cast of Goodness Gracious Me, an extremely mm-hmm. niche comedy show, sketch show, is in this show. Yeah. And I was like, I was watching it, I was like, oh, I remember you from Goodness Gracious Me. And then the next episode, I was like, I remember you from goodness. Me. And that, yeah, I was like, and then I was like, they're only missing this one person now. And then she shows up in the next scene, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> also, there's like a, 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 I told Lucy about this, but like, there's mm. a, there's a UK kind of like a comedian who, who, basically, he's he's a, he didn't like blow up in a major way. He started off on Instagram, and he he came up as a parody rapper called unknown p and he's basically his whole thing was he would pretend as if he's like high society tory rapper and he'd rap about stuff that the one percenters could only relate to like having a lot of money his name's munya <laughs> chihuahua um and uh he's he also does sketches about like political sketches and he's in this show and like when he appeared on screen i was like that's Munya Chihuahua. I didn't realize he was, and I went back and he like announced it a little while ago. Um, and it's like just amazing to see like a bunch of British people in this show in Netflix production. So yeah, super good. Highly recommend it. Um, before we move on quickly, Gerard, I, I recommended a couple of anime to you. Can I get an anime update? Yes, I am. I, okay. So I've been watching Mob, is it Mob Psycho? Mob yep. Psycho? <gasps> I yeah. got, I got three episodes in and I love it. Uh, I, I've been on the road a lot, so I haven't had a yeah. chance to sit down, but like now that I'm home, I'm going to start watching it again. It. Hell I, yeah. I, lo- I love it. It's great. It gives me exactly what I wanted from uh one punch man. Yep. And uh, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm not a big anime guy. I've only really yet. enjoyed, not yet. I've only really enjoyed one punch man. And so uh, 
Cam recommended uh, Mob Psycho to me, and I've been really, really enjoying it. Same energy, yeah. same vibe, but obviously very different. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm Gerard's one, uh, animation Sherpa. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for you to get through One Punch Man. And by the time that's out, by the time you're done with that, chances are Chainsaw Man will be out, and I think you'll enjoy that. Um, I'm ready. All right, let's move on to the next and uh, final segment of this podcast. We'll make it quick, just because we have been talking for way longer than I expected. But in honor of Gerard's show, The God of Work, in which he plays Kratos, the God of War, in an office environment, I thought, wouldn't it be fun to go through the... So we've got two options here. We can either go through the personality types of the characters in The Office and try and reassign them to video game characters or who they would be. Or we can go through the 11 types of office jobs and try and come up with people to focus on those jobs. Mm. Which one would you prefer? I don't watch The Office, so I vote yeah. the second one. Let's do second the office, one. I watch it's the office. It's been a hot I, minute yeah, I since I watched one. The okay. Office. Okay, so we'll do the, the roles. These are extremely okay. niche, so this is going to be either absolutely <laughs> awful or hilarious. Number one, I'm ready. accounts payable clerk. Okay, their primary, what is that? Their primary duties are uh, monitor and process incoming payments for an organization. Their responsibilities include learning about and tracking compliance regulations and the state and federal laws following company mandated protocols to process incoming payments and performing transaction on behalf of organizations. So basically, the person who makes sure everyone gets paid. What video game okay. character could be an accounts payable clerk? Is there a, is there a character that like requires souls or must harvest souls from people? Hmm. There are like many a, like of those. Oh, I mean... There's, there's Raziel from Soul Reaver. Who like ah? Oh, so who who wants? To, oh no no you know no, I've got it I've got it. Mm. Um, do you remember that fucking bear from Spyro the Dragon who looked like a little hoity-toity <laughs> Monopoly man, and he would block off levels <laughs> yeah. for you unless you paid him a certain amount of gems? That fucker. What was that guy's name? I um bear Chat's Spyro pay. Is it is it gems. too easy to say Tom Nook? Tom Nook. Oh, Tom. Tom Nook. Tom Nook. Tom Nook. It's money bags, according to the Spyro wiki. Mm. I kind of like Tom Nook. Is a good one. Yeah. Tom Nook or even Isabel, maybe. I I was gonna say not really. I feel like Isabel might be good for the next one, but like as as, when it comes to like. Because accounts payable clerks also have to like prepare financial information. They work on bills, invoices, mm-hmm. bank deposits, and that kind of shit. So I feel like Tom Nook would be that person. He'd be on everyone's ass, and he'd make sure no one's like spending money unnecessarily. Yeah. So I, I was gonna say this isn't really a character, but like the person you play in Papers, Please. Oh yeah, I f- I feel like, like that know? could be also good for another one. Um, but they're not really. I don't know. They're like kind of a character, but not. Sad. Really? Yeah. Sadly, yeah. in this weird universe that we created, Tom Nook would be getting paid an average national salary of $35,000. Big yike. Um, I mean, well, he's he's extorting yeah. a, a community okay. as a side job. Yeah, so be yeah. fine. Like his yeah. Number two, data entry clerk. Data entry clerks create, update, and format data sets for an organization. They do is include collecting data from sources such as surveys, sales information, primary sources, internal and external to the organization's secondary sources. So basically, typing data in and organizing that stuff. Who? That's what I feel Isabel would be good for. 
I was going to say Mord- Morden Solus ice- because someone else Ooh. might have gotten it wrong. That, that is you a, that need is, someone is who's going to keep that on. He's going to need to be on top of that. That is a great choice. I think we've nailed that one. Yeah. Uh, number three, receptionist. Collects information and greets visitors to an office. Duties include answering emails and telephone calls directed to an office, providing another layer of security for office buildings. And I don't know if receptionists should be providing layers of security. This feels very... I don't know, Isabel's in fucking Smash, man. Like, she's fine. That's true. My my first thought is that fucking owl in Ocarina of Time. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just fucking, uh, yeah, freedom cop, as I like to call him. The moment you leave, he's like, where are you going? Huh? It's like fucking, yeah. Do you want to hear it again? Do you want to hear it again? Do you want to hear it again? Yeah, it's like, oh, fucking. (laughs) Yeah. That owl is a great shout. Do we want Isabel or do we want... Ocarina I think out. I think we should keep it to like one per. Yeah, I feel like franchise. Animal Crossing character yeah. could fill every one of these. So we're going to give it to the owl yeah. from Ocarina. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> mail clerk, mail clerks. Are, this one's easy. This one's easy. Uh, mail clerks are professionals who monitor and route mail to the correct recipients in. Uh, in an office, the duties include dating, uh, dating incoming and outgoing mail, weighing packages to determine uh, postage, recording mail for other professionals in the office, and using fax and scanning machines to create digital copies of physical mail. Uh, who do you reckon? Oh, enchantment easy? guy. Ah, this is because he this, has to copy things. This is a this is a Sam Porter Bridges joint. Oh fuck. <laughs> Ah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. one. I was going to say, okay. the mailman from Ocarina of Time just seems too easy. Yeah, true, mm-hmm. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Sam Porter Bridge is, is the one for this one. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd love you to see what? him fully you kitted also... out, just walking around an office, like stumbling around. <laughs> that, fucking... <laughs> that used to be me. That genuinely used to be my job. Yeah. I love the idea of Sam Porter Bridges using a zip line to go from like one room to the other room when you could like get there in three seconds. <laughs> How about the, the courier from Skyrim who somehow always bugged and would only be in his underwear whenever? <laughs> approach you with mail i think i think he gets fired pretty quickly <laughs> oh yeah i think he, oh yeah as immediate he, hr we all know why he gets fired yeah, exactly. but. <laughs> but i also love the idea of him appearing randomly and just co-opting every conversation where he when he appears like the camera zooms in on him and you're like yeah. oh fucking hell like, oh, uh, is there an intern as an option is that a, a, a we can add intern in to it list? right now who are you because I was going to say the adoring fan from Oblivion. From Oblivion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, a yeah. great one. That's a good one. <laughs> by Azura, by Azura, <laughs> Got your coffee here, Mr. Grand Champion. Uh, office manager. Primary duties include uh, controlling the processes inside an office setting. They have duties such as scheduling meetings and appointments with other professionals in the organization, ordering new equipment for the office, and organizing the layout to maximize productivity, repairing or replacing damaged equipment. If we're being honest, it's probably GLaDOS. I was going to say GLaDOS. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's a good yeah. shout. Yeah. And office managers can have like a very malicious streak to them as well. So, oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. GLaDOS is pretty much perfect. Yeah. Um, let's go to, uh, what is this? Uh, executive assistant. Uh, provides support to top-level executives within an organization. Responsibilities include scheduling for executives that they represent, responding to emails for them and calls for them, training new members of staff on office protocols, and meets with the executive when they need. Who's a good executive? Navi. Oh, Navi? Yes, as annoying. <laughs> hey! Yeah. Listen! I mean, hey! Exactly. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was. We've already done Zelda though, so I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Not Zelda. Oh, wait, I was gonna say like Lydia from Skyrim. Mo- uh, yeah. Mo- Morgana. Time to go to bed. Time to go to bed. Yeah, boss. Morgana. Time to go to bed. Can't do anything else. Or like uh, like one of the Velvet attendants. Oh, oh yes. yeah, uh, yeah. Justine. Mm-hmm. Like the twins or Elizabeth. Yeah, Justine or Elizabeth. Uh, but they're very, very aggressive. They like hit you and stuff. So it's like mm, they'll get fired very quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we're not trying to figure out how long they last. Yeah, we're just trying to get into seats. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. The, someone said the girl from Bioshock, the the little sister. I guess I think is that what they're called? Little sisters. Little sisters. Yeah. Little sister, yeah but they're so. like also kind of a bit murderous. Um, a final one: customer service representative. Professionals who support the needs of an organization's customers. Their duties include learning about the products and services and company offers. Um, I got it. You got it. Who you got? The merchant from from Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. I was I was gonna suggest <laughs> welcome to the circus of values. Yeah. But I, I think the merchant I think the merchant. Got a selection <laughs> of good services on sale, stranger. Just like Although I like yeah. the idea of like a call center but it's just a vending machine with like, yeah <laughs> like a headset tape to it come back when you get just, some money yeah. buddy <laughs> she's like all right cool safe wait i'm trying to make a return come <laughs> you back get some you money, money buddy <laughs> that would be great and there you have it we have successfully cast a office full of video game characters which what is what you can see when you tune into god of work on g4 um later this month or on the completionist youtube channel where you'll be able to watch all the episodes binge watch it or if you want to do the slow release the slow satisfying release you go to g4 <laughs> gerard anything else you want to say about your your baby god of work oh man uh i hope you guys really like it it's it's really a, a love letter to video games and to the developers who make them and uh if you like The Office, even if you don't like The Office, I, I think you're going to have a good time with it. And uh, again, just a big thank you to you guys for having me. This was really fun. Uh, really honored that you had me and were willing to let me showcase our dumb little show that hopefully uh, everyone watches. So thanks again. Come back anytime. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jake, where you at? What, where are you up to? Where can people find you? Uh... I'm covering a game coming out soon, so I guess you'll probably see videos for that. I talked about that uh, Art of War video that is coming along. It's going to take a while, though, so bear with me on that one. Hopefully, it'll be worth it. Um, Those are the main things. Some smaller stuff here and there. Sean Luke? Oh, next week, I'll be running the podcast, so we'll see if it makes it live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, you can find me at John Luke but you will get nothing from me because I'm going on uh, break for the Wonderful. Lucy? Uh, Twitter, etc. Uh, Lucy James Games. What am I working on? Uh, we've got a new episode of iHeart Gaming coming out. If you're wa- listening on Friday, uh, or if you're watching live, it's coming out tomorrow. It's about Metal Gear Solid. Um, and then in turn, we've got Jeff Jasper Adventure next week. I'm doing a lot of stuff on a lot of things that are coming out later, but I am mm-hmm. very much around, yeah. like a bad smell. Bye. <laughs> okay um i'm at tomorrow h everywhere twitch uh twitter uh i don't do any work here so you can find me out everywhere else um yes tam the least hardest yes. worker in that all these spots uh gerard before we go can you just tell people where people can find you as well 
Yeah, you can find me on twitch.tv slash the completionist or my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash that one video gamer. Uh, you can also find me on, on twitch.tv slash g4tv or youtube.com slash xplay, uh, where I am reviewing games, completing games, playing games nonstop. I don't sleep. I just play games. I'm a, I'm a machine. Help me. I need to change my batteries. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.